Hello and welcome to the Everyday People podcast. My name is Vaibhav. Thank you so much for listening. Today is a very special episode because I am talking to my clinical psychologist, my therapist, Ms. Gargi Chakraborty, who is a very experienced doctor, and I've been working with her for the last six to eight months on my mental health. Mental health is something that is very close to me. It's something that I've talked about in previous podcasts or in previous blog posts, and I want to keep talking about it because as I learn, I learn that there's so much more to learn, and it is difficult for people to get into mental health. Sometimes it it feels like such an alien field for people, but I kind of think of it like if you've played badminton all your life and you suddenly think you can play squash. no like it's a completely different game it's a completely different set of rules so if you think like you know how to handle your physical health you know how to handle your mental health no it's a different game it has different rules and learning about that can be intimidating so i'm hoping that today's interview helps shed some light on it so i have struggled with my mental health for the last 14 plus years and i've learned that unfortunately what i have is uh, something that i'm going to have to deal with lifelong but that's okay like there are ways to manage it there are ways to mitigate it and it is not witchcraft it is not something to be scared of it is just an illness that needs to be taken care of and i have my doctors helping me with it so enjoy this conversation learn a little bit about mental health and hopefully she inspires you to start questioning uh, the state of your own mental health the state of mental health of people around you and whether you can do something to get started do something to help out i hope this is an enlightening conversation for you as uh, i really enjoyed it So to start off with, who are you? What do you do? And what is your current side project? Hi. First of all, thank you for having me over here. I am Gargi Chakraborty. I am a clinical psychologist, and I am not just a psychologist. I am graphologist. I do handwriting analysis as well, and along with that. yeah to tell about me um, yeah it's just not psychologist i am into music mm-hmm. i sing i used to dance uh, but currently yeah i'm not pursuing dancing right at this point and i am a movie critic like in my off time i do prefer like watching movies and not only that i do write articles on that So yes this is like in short career wise i am this and personally i am an explorer mm-hmm. i love to travel i love to cook mm-hmm. i love to eat mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's me and yeah singing is not just like singing is something that makes like keeps me going and makes me alive feel so we'll come back to your career but for a moment i want to focus on your Sign everything that you do. Um, from the point of view of being a Bengali woman, it seems I am from Calcutta. You are from Calcutta. We know that the arts are a very important part of the Bengali culture. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Growing up, what was the importance of music, singing in your family, and how that has shaped you, and why you enjoy it? What do you enjoy about it? See the, the funny and interesting part of it is like, of course, wherever I go, wherever you can be a part of the world, I go. People tell me that uh, yeah, you are Bengali, so uh, you can sing. Mm. <laughs> That's lovely thing. But uh, yeah, in my family, I definitely got encouragement. My sister uh, 
uh, used to encourage me and she yeah, was a singer elder singer yeah. Uh, yeah elder sister she uh, is like 9 years elder to me so she was like fully practicing uh, mm-hmm. music at that point of time when i was a little one but something was there unique within me uh, people used to call me all india radio because mm-hmm. i was uh, always a chatterbox and also there was this habit like whenever we were like we used to travel a lot whenever we were traveling i used to non stop sing like right. i used to sing like till the time like the car started rolling and i am started i am started with my own thing i am doing it so uh, people used to tell me that non stop you have your stock of songs and you are an all india radio yourself chalta firta so but uh, yeah that's how i started my journey and i was a kid like not even nursery student before that i started this so people got to know okay something is wrong with this girl she needs to be trained in music and that's how my music journey started and uh, but i was never very conventional i trained myself uh, for a few years but then um, it was like the examinations and all are there so i did it uh, till third year but then i continued singing i didn't uh, finish that course yeah to some it is like uh, bad for my parents it like why didn't you finish this course and all but for me it was like i do singing for myself and that's something i connect with my soul so i practice semi classical and also contemporary sing- songs and uh, like yeah, i i prefer fusions and all so now as a adult uh, where do you find yourself singing the most and like where does it fit into as far as you know your personal like happiness and mental health and everything is concerned where does music fit into that it's an, it's part of my everyday life every day i sing and I, before anyway 5 minutes before you were here i was singing mm-hmm. so yeah i sing but yeah i do participate in lot of programs and usual stuff when anybody in the corporate life also anybody knows singing so any function or any occasion people will put your name and you will get to sing so I, in that way i'm there i i do perform and uh, yeah but every day i do practice i i sing and then you said you used to dance again similar experience with dance or uh not exactly s- uh, similar but yeah like the way it started there's the s- same thing i i, I love dancing i love the rhythm and all those things so yeah i was into uh, dancing till like formal dancing till my like higher studies i was doing it and uh, during like all the college performances and all that i used to do i used to do choreography also but uh, yeah then eventually its situations doesn't permit now yeah. i had to leave it i myself was on the school dance team when i was in school and then it fell out of my life as more important things came along it's so sad it feels sad sometimes i miss it so dance is about my everyday life at home <laughs> so. yeah i'm not a bathroom dancer but definitely i have left dancing i i don't course, practice ba- bathroom dancing is dangerous you slip <laughs> yes there are chances but you know when you do not get to showcase your talents elsewhere yeah. bathroom is a safe space right <laughs> you uh, mentioned travel and that's a very adult hobby where was the last place you traveled and where do you want to go next given no budget no uh, work considerations where would you like to travel next um, ladakh ladakh okay yeah that's what i'm planning 
and see i am an explorer in a way from like uh, yeah that as you told it's an adult hobby but luckily i'm blessed to have a family who was supportive who was always there and i started uh, like this traveling thing uh, like we started exploring the different parts of himalayas with like my father is also very much interested in this so i got an opportunity so in my childhood also we used to go for trips and um, yeah so i explored different parts of himalayas like parts that are in bengal parts outside bengal but uh, yeah couldn't yet visit kashmir ladakh that side mm. that is left so i'm really waiting i'm eager to travel there and also yeah i have traveled across india i have explored different other parts of india rajasthan gujarat madhya pradesh and yeah south india itself is a huge sector but yeah i have not covered maharashtra yet mm. and other than that bengal to i have explored and I, there is more to go and i believe someday i would do and um, yeah desert mountains rivers jungle <laughs> and of course hills everything like has its own different flavor and i love to travel and outside india i have traveled i have been to egypt mm-hmm. i it just it was like uh, the, the, so there was this tour offer from my father's office so they they said why don't you want to go to singapore and i'm like no come on i don't want to shop now <laughs> i just want to explore and i'm um, uh, like i'm fond of history i i love to explore different places and know the culture about uh, culture and other things about that place something so history is something that attracts me and egypt okay. it I, i am like so much did, did the trip to egypt live up to your historical expectation or was it more like the modern political issue sort of weird no i was lucky enough to satisfy my historical needs at that point of time see i was very young when i went to egypt mm. i was just um, yeah i was doing my masters not that young also but uh, yeah then uh, whatever needs i had i could fulfill it because uh, the the crisis that uh, the political situation that goes on there that was that was about to start that didn't start at that point so yeah so that time we could explore and uh, see certain romanticism always are there with yes with the sphinx with the pyramids with all those monuments and mm-hmm. the stories like the places itself itself it's so such an amazing thing i i find it romantic it's not just romance it's beyond that it's like so i am a yeah the, the romance of adventure rather than yes, romance yes 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 that's the thing so it is a it's very uh, it's thrilling it's very thrilling for me That's lovely. And uh, just yesterday, a colleague of mine was talking about how her parents are in Ladakh right now, oh, wow. and they're they're in their fifties. So you you have time. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. I would go. I I I will not wait till fifty. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So uh, coming back now to your career, um, you said you're a clinical psychologist. Before we talk about that landscape, I would love for you to explain because you know. the knowledge out there is very limited hmm. i would love for you to explain the difference between a psychologist a clinical psychologist and a psychiatrist right very good question so uh, see 
in this mental health field especially in india people do lack this awareness uh, do, do lack this understanding that at all mental health um, works in a team approach mm. so all the names that you took right now psychiatrist psychologist clinical psychologist it is uh, like a huge thing and it's a team approach why because everything is interdependent so anything first of all mental health issues when it comes to treatment Uh, there are certain parts that needs to be treated by medicine mm. there are certain parts suppose a uh, one person coming with a problem it is it is uh, usually assumed because india works in medical model it's usually assumed that um, medicine will fix the problem but when it comes to mental health there are uh, vague things there are things that cannot be touched not that cannot be handled that cannot be measured externally only a trained person can understand that thing so medicine can cure a certain limit like medicine can cure till a certain point after that there are things that you that can be handled only by a psychologist or a clinical psychologist uh, so medicinal part is handled by psychiatrist and uh, a psychologist is a person just uh, like the basic difference between a psychologist and a clinical psychologist is just the difference between an mbbs doctor and md doctor okay so it's like the higher degree you take you become clinical psychologist mm-hmm. and then um, if you take the basic degrees you become psychologist it's just that difference a psychologist needs further training on um, uh, the in short clinical training has to be provided so uh, in basic psychology that won't be trained that won't be teached so and uh, clinical psychology there is a difference between clinical psychologist and counseling psychologist like psychology has huge uh, like field uh-huh. so there are so many other streams and branches in that way Uh, usually uh, layman terms uh, um, for understanding psychology or psychological treatment is counseling people use this term so frequently counseling is just uh, maybe if not 1% at least a certain percentage of the entire therapy entire treatment process same uh, so that is a very different thing counseling is incorporated in therapy but therapy is not entirely counseling counseling is can be considered as a clinical guidance but to some extent it has its own limitations for a full uh, fledged therapy it's much much more different than just counseling so yeah right. and so you are my psychology you are my clinical psychologist and then i have uh, dr vijay as my psychiatrist it's been wonderful to have both of you uh, for the last like 5 6 months that we've been working together so uh, i've been dealing with something lifelong and uh, both of you have helped me manage it a lot better now as i'm now entering my 30s I, i'm very enthusiastic and optimistic about my future um if you could talk about for people who have not explored therapy uh if you could help them identify when they need help and when if they can manage it themselves what are the signs that you generally look for um uh, in somebody to see that they need external help right see um again i must appreciate this kind of questions uh, people need to know these kind of uh, what what has to be done in certain situations so uh, in india again people do not really consider mental health as important as it is they as much importance they put on physical health mm-hmm. so uh, what happens is when it comes to mental health many a times people comes up with this thing that i can handle it on my own right or whenever they face anything any problem they think you should handle it on your own yeah. it has to be handled that is the general approach well 
with modern research and modern science we get to see that no it's just as important like mental health is as important as physical health sometimes more important than physical health why because everything is interrelated i'm not undermining physical health what i'm trying to say is as you correctly asked what are the signs that you need to identify see if mental health is concerned it doesn't really have to be disorder always to seek therapy correct for mental well being also anybody anybody if that person is a human i'm not talking about aliens uh, if that person is a human anybody goes through turmoils conflicts push and pull like approach avoidance conflicts or uh, approach approach conflicts or different kind of intra psychic conflicts whether they want to suppose uh, their impulse is telling them to do something but moral uh, morality is telling that uh, no it need not be done i need to consider something so these kind of confusions people face from uh, childhood people can seek help for this because this can torment their mind and it's just a simple example that i gave so there are disorders there are things uh, which are psychologically or clinically beyond the average level definitely that time people need to take care i must mention over here a very significant statistical information like the surveys the national surveys that goes on that says there is a treatment gap in india what is treatment gap treatment gap means in a particular population the amount of the number of people who are suffering from a particular disease can be treated and there is a gap that certain amount of people are ill but they are not taking the treatment and that is huge in india like more than 17% of the population is not taking the help Uh, say that number again 17% yeah more than that it's the, now it, it this record was the ha- has come up in 2017 oh, after pandemic it has increased but oh, yeah okay. it has it has increased it taken a huge leap actually so the treatment gap comes here because people think that they can treat their problem on their own forget about the general well being forget about the mental health care and all those things that is not a, not in a very good state in india currently but uh, honestly speaking if that if only the illness part is also considered then also people just try to uh, sabotage the entire thing saying ki uh, like ghar pe band karke rakhte hai ya fir uh, you don't really need to uh, why are you so weak why do you cry why do you seek help why do i can't you can't you be strong enough to help yourself well it's not magic we are talking about brain we are talking about chemicals here uh, chemicals do influence us and we do not know what drastic change can happen to our life with a single like a teeny tiny change in a um, neurotransmitter which is a chemical within the neurons inside our body can you can create a humongous change in our life don't i know it <laughs> <laughs> right so these things happen and people if they are not cautious enough and there are stigmas like what people will think there are many people who comes to us still date saying that okay i can't tell this to my family my family won't understand right. they will label me okay and they have a burden distress burden going on current uh, like not currently every time they have this problem that if i talk about this thing and if i if my neighbors get to see me that i am going to your clinic the a psychologist's clinic then they will anyway label me so even if i'm going goes for example there is no, not necessarily a mental health problem maybe a couple issue or something like that is happening a relationship or adjustment issue is happening they hesitate to come to the clinic 
or they hesitate to talk to the psychiatrist or psychologist why because the problem is there they are ready to continue with the toxicity they are ready to continue with their distress burden but they are not ready to talk and it's not their fault it's the overall lack of awareness stigma is still high but i must appreciate one thing india is moving ahead it's not stuck where it was yeah. india is moving ahead and now people are studying before people uh, before people were not aware of these courses that people can train themselves and groom themselves up for these fields and uh, what happens is initially when i uh, like when i was studying at that point of time very few universities were offering these courses in india like i'm lucky to be uh, from calcutta calcutta university have the oldest psychology department in india so we always used to get motivated and if i am talking about this since you asked me about me in the beginning i must mention few things over here so in calcutta there is an environment where people uh, though like stigma is everywhere but people encourage that if you are willing to try a new adventurous thing and they won't really always jeopardize the thing they are they, they give you that much courage that okay you want to experiment with yourself do and that's how my parents never stopped me from experimenting well i was a very <laughs> i was fond of uh, satyajit ray stories and novels i was uh, very much encouraged and motivated to read in my childhood so lot of story books we have a library in our home so we used to i used to read in my like any off time i used to read and i as a fan of satyajit ray of course i was fan of feluda series which is a detective series so any bengali would know that and so i used to be a die hard fan of feluda and that's how my love for understanding human behavior developed when i was back in 5th or 6th standard and i was reading it and i used to visualize myself ki okay maybe someday i can also start reading people's mind and i'll become a detective but then my yeah that bubble i i had to burst that bubble because it doesn't really suit me but still like when you discover psychology i'm assuming oh there's a science i can apply to this art yes yes that's that was uh, that i actually knew it's not uh, it was not very utopian thing for me because my sister as i told you she was elder to me and when i was a kid uh, then she was uh, doing her higher studies right. so the option of psychology and the discussions related to psychology started because people were um, suggesting her that why don't you take up psychology and she didn't because she was more uh, she was into history so she was uh, studying history and english and all those stuffs and my father was a fond uh, like father was a person who is fond of mathematics on one hand and literature on the other hand so it's a unique amalgamation so he used to motivate me ki like do whatever because i used to be a very naughty kid and very mischievous one so practically never used to sit for studying <laughs> till my 10th standard so she, he was like okay if you end up having a career i will be blessed i'll feel that you have done something at least i'm like okay nobody expects anything from me there is no pressure my mother only used to ask me if there is a red mark or not like is there a red mark and i'm like yeah i don't think so i managed this time <laughs> there is no red mark so that used to be my childhood so there was no pressure right and i was happy they encouraged me uh, or make on all those make believe plays like till uh, long time we used to play detective detective and i'm like i am the detective i'm so happy but then i realized no i'm not going to be a detective <laughs> with my personality just doesn't just 
doesn't match with me but then i realized no something else i can do i can study human behavior and can make it work and i started like from very early age from eighth standard onwards i i decided that yes i can take this up as career so i took an additional subject my ninth standard which helped me to up like take up psychology in future right yeah that's how i started my journey and you mentioned a couple of times that uh the situation in india and of course because you practice in india you know more about that in my limited knowledge i feel like even globally the stigma is still very much there yes, and, yes, and the same problems that you mentioned whatever the barrier of entry for people whether it is oh i can handle it myself or i should handle it myself or i'd rather uh, go through the toxicity than admit the problem and talk to a doctor i find that still there can you shed a little more light on the global situation and just your opinion i'm not asking for obviously a good but right right um globally stigma issues are very high when it comes to mental health again the same thing it's vague right and people think they know themselves better so there comes their own biased opinion and ego issues comes in mm-hmm. stigma is different in different places different kind of stigmas comes in uh when uh, like in developed countries it is uh, much more of like i can handle myself i know my thing and they are very much uh, biased about their own understanding so that time what happens is even if they are seeking help they are jeopardizing the process by you know uh, saying that okay i know what i need uh, so i'm not really cons- considering much about what the expert is saying that is a different kind of problem they face and there are many other problems but um, like in india it is much more of lack of knowledge so people kind of have lot of superstitions and uh, false firm beliefs they, they there are delusional ideas uh, that are common like in a mass scale people believe certain things which, which is doctor which doctors <laughs> yeah which doctors that is there and uh, but as i told you again india is moving ahead yeah. i was uh, working in a rural place back in 2016 where i was astonished to find that molovies and ojhas are referring cases to me there are patients who suffer from dissociative disorders which can be which can usually seem like a case of possession right trans and possessions we call it in our clinical terms conversion disorders dissociative identity disorders and uh, like uh, there are many like symptoms that a person out of severe anxiety go through that there will be bodily reactions that uh, are previously people used to coin it hysteria in clinical terms and in layman terms it's possess- possession simple case of possession people used to go take to ojhas and molovies and do some uh, whatever spiritual things rituals they would do but it is an awareness it is an improvement that molovi themselves are saying oh we this cannot be cured over here please take to the doctor if they are available and they can actually treat and i have myself handled so many such cases which otherwise are cases of bhoot quote unquote and that's wonderful like because that's a more trusted resource and the fact that they are evolving yes they are evolving it's a huge step forward it's a huge step forward again it, it is like from bengal it is uh, um, the center where i used to work it's a place called mushidabad it is uh, it is almost a central place from people across bengal and outside bengal used to come won't believe people from bihar people from bangladesh people from assam they used to come there darjeeling uh, siliguri that side also people used to come and tell us that okay we got to know that you can treat 
treat this problem and uh, my child is suffering from this kind of weird things we thought it's a ghostly problem but maybe see if you can give another opinion it was wonderful experience when we see people are kind of breaking their barriers and coming out and so for the urban person who is struggling with so i am very proud and i told you this before uh, i am very proud of the fact that 10 people have gone to therapy because of me there might be an 11th coming your way so let's see um, the way i approach it uh, i often tell them hey therapy is for everybody yes and if how to judge whether you need therapy or not is judge how much your problem is um, messing with your life like it's dis- disrupting the regular life clinically speaking yeah. absolutely what you are saying if like if your social economic or financial life is getting ha- like affected your personal relationship is getting affected your mental well-being like you can question yourself at the end of the day am i being able to have a peaceful sleep am i being able to have food properly if these are the biological functions sleep and appetite if that is going wrong somewhere and if the relationship or sometimes what happens people do not realize they have problem they think that they do not have any problem why because they are happy but the other family members are reporting ki because of your certain behavior we are facing certain problems these are the signs that people need to take care of sometimes we feel gloomy very uh, very gloomy very low back to back for days or sometimes we are feeling anger outbursts unnecessarily getting irritated these are signs like we need to take hint from these things that okay my life is not like the uh, like whatever is expected and i'm not uh, being able to manage then i should take care and ideally two weeks if you are going through like at a stretch if you're facing any such problem any low constant low feeling any uh, lack of appetite or disturbance in sleep any headache uh, headache if you're back to back 3 4 days if you are having you should take care you should take care and these are the signs warning signs and for common people i would say it's not always like the person who is getting affected is aware and as you are doing a wonderful job you are motivating people to come for uh, you know to seek help and there is nothing like that doesn't make a person any less but sometimes what happens these people um, uh, some people become aloof some people start be uh, start withdrawing these these are very uh, severe symptoms people can have you know suicidal ideations and uh, lack of meaningfulness in life so when the hope hopefulness starts decreasing it is a very significant sign a person must take treatment at that point of time must take treatment okay and these uh, yeah of course as you said if socially occupationally person is not being able to adjust immediately a person need to seek help um I would love to I mean we'll come back to your practice and then how people can uh, start looking for a therapist um, but before that just from this conversation now I can see you were a little hesitant to start now you're a lot more comfortable with it now I think now is the right time to ask you what are three principles that you if you had to choose like three principles that you live your life by which you feel is good advice for anybody listening what would be the three principles you choose three principles to live my life bye well um, i always believe to be empathetic okay compassionate mm-hmm. and flexible okay can you expand on that just a little bit yes so uh, empathy and compassion they are like uh, comes in the same similar, yeah. similar ground only so i also be believe here being a good listener mm-hmm. this things i do not only apply in my personal life i apply 
this i have learned from psychology it's a blessing so i would like to tell people why what and how is it important being a good listener gives us a, an opportunity to at least consider what the other person is trying to say most of the time we are ready to speak we are not listening what the other person is saying and half of the work is done if you are just listening because the other person is feeling valued right and empathy is needed why because if we just consider that okay my situation is different from the other person's situation then we are allowing us to at least if not understand the entire thing but considering that the the person is wearing a different shoe mm. and if given a chance if i get to stand there may not be able to handle at least the way the person is handling so just being judgmental won't give us any solution to a problem we can give if i am not telling to give sympathy no nobody needs sympathy and that can't help anybody uh, i mean that is a different uh, question altogether but com- being compassionate is like having that kindness a kind approach towards other because the other person might be going through something that i might not be aware of right. so let's not judge people that's the first thing and uh, yeah so by covered most of it and then being flexible see i believe we are humans right yeah that is sarcastic think, I, a little I bit think we are, yes. i think we are so what happens many of us forget at times that my perspective is not the only perspective right and there is nowhere under the sun it is written that i at a given point of time i have to understand everything hmm. if there are different perspectives it's okay to accept that i cannot see or understand that thing right at this point and i can take time to understand slowly and if that can be done that flexibility helps us a lot so that is like everything is interconnected being a good listener incorporating a little empathy in our life and being compassionate can reduce half the problem and uh, yeah that that's how we can because we cannot control everything right at least we can control our own behavior i use an exercise when i teach people how to be a good listener and i'm going to tell you that exercise and then i want you to come up with an exercise of your own that you would recommend So uh, when I teach people how to listen, I say, "Okay, I want you to be quiet for a few seconds, and then try and summarize what the person said back to them in a sentence." Right? And that's a great way to practice being a good listener. Can you come up with another exercise that people can start using today? See, the thing that you mentioned is called paraphrasing. Yes. paraphrasing is very good exercise uh, and uh, it's not just uh, exercise it is a part of clinical work also we use paraphrasing a lot other than that yeah the mental preparation has to be there that let me observe whatever is being said and so you can calm down and observe more than started like start to pointing out things in the beginning and the rush to so we can practice holding on on that rush that okay i need to say i need to say i need to say rather the focus has to be okay let me see how long i can hold that i can hold that and focus on the other person and be observant the more the observation the better the result the more the observation the better the result i think that's a great place for us to wind down this interview thank you so much for thank you uh, the last question uh, where can people find you if they wanted to come consult you uh, what what's the best way to approach your office uh well i am available in google in practo 
uh, yeah in these spaces i'm available people and uh, in social media like instagram and facebook also my profile is there people can Your search profile handle for instagram uh, freebird heals freebird heals okay yes and my uh, like my psychological services that i provide it's uh, freebird psychological services it's good and i'm also available in phoenix so through phoenix portal also people can search me and find me and um, yeah i'm available in practo practo is a great resource for finding doctors so if you're listening and you're considering therapy you can find ms gargi on practo or anyone else you find would be more com- you would be more comfortable with but please try it thank you so much ma'am for spending that thank I have you to stop myself from falling in love with you oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful thank you so there it is i hope you enjoyed that conversation i hope you learned something new about mental health an interesting note you may have noticed during the interview that she was a little nervous to start but she got a lot more comfortable as it went on and she's a professional talker and she's a professional listener right it's not easy to be interviewed it's not easy to express yourself fully and i wanted to thank her again and thank all my guests who take the time to talk to me for this podcast if you enjoyed it please do appreciate them by rating this podcast or by letting us know letting me know if you have somebody that you would like to see interview somebody who inspires you because this is everyday people where i believe everybody has a story if you ask the right questions so thank you so much for listening and we will be back next week with a new episode uh, with a new person thank you so much